the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In addition to taking care of one another inside the church, what if we developed a lifestyle of taking care of the most needy outside the walls of the church? How would that change the community and our city? Bob Moffat, president and founder of Harvest Foundation in Phoenix, along with Pastor Julian Gibb, talk with pastors and leaders about how sacrificial love by those in the church to those in need outside the church has helped people see and embrace Jesus Christ. It's that demonstration of Jesus' greatest commandment that we'll hear more about today on The Kingdom and Its Stories. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are around the world. A very warm welcome to you. My name is Julian Gibb from the Harvest Foundation. And today we are here to speak with my friend. His name is John Wood, and he's from Glory Honor Africa. So, John, welcome to the show. Thank you, Julian. So this show, John, is called The Kingdom and Its Stories. And uh, as you know, it's about uh, uh, descriptions of people in their everyday and indeed their working lives of how they are serving to be Jesus's hands and feet, how they are not just telling their neighbor about Jesus, but showing Jesus to people. So, 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 John, tell us, first of all, a little bit about about yourself. Who who indeed are you? (laughs) That's a long story. Um, So my background really getting involved in uh, transformational or holistic ministry began when uh, I was at the same church as Bob Moffat, and I think you served at that church uh, at a later time as well. And I, we were both elders on the church uh, board, and uh, I just uh, I just really discovered for the first time that uh, you know I'd all, always heard about being a doer of the word and not just a, a hearer, but uh, really through the influence of Bob Moffat and others, uh, just discovered just how important that is for, for us to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Uh, I come from a background, my dad was a pastor and I grew up, and, and it was really when I was 16 years old that uh, God confirmed again in my life that um, the God of my parents was had now become my God. And I understood for the first time that Jesus Christ died not only for the sins of the world, but died for my sins and gave me new life. And I met my wife at at, um, at university, and uh, we've been married for over 50 years now, and two children, and we've lived a long life, um, enjoyed uh, 10 years uh, serving the Lord in, in Belgium, doing some teaching and church planting, and have done a number of other things, and uh, it kind of came to a culmination. I was, I was leading a ministry in Indonesia, um, and my Indonesian is, no, is almost non-existent, but uh, I was leading the U.S. side of it a ministry called Indo Partners, just a great ministry. Mm. And, uh, but some things happened in my life and I was now 68 years old at that time in, in 2018. And I just felt I had, a, I had more to give to the kingdom. And so um, I met one of my former students from Belgium from the 1980s. And he flew up, he and his wife flew up from Kinshasa in Congo. And uh, my wife and I flew to, to Belgium uh, 
to spend a few days together and to pray together. And out of that came uh, what is now what we call Glory Honor Africa. And so we partnered. I partnered with one of my former students um, because I think students are not just students to teach and to and 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 to let go, but you know. Uh, we are really mentors for life if we are teachers. And so mm. it, it's just a pleasure. It's a, it's a joy and it's an honor for me to, to work side by side with Bunga Mateni uh, as we um, establish the Ministry of Glory Honor Africa. So <clears throat> before we jump into that, tell us for, briefly about the, um, was it the, the Indo project, were Indo Partners. The Indo Partners, yeah. So I had been a missions pastor of a church in Tempe, Arizona. And uh, some men in our church um, had a background in Indonesia. Some of them were Indonesian. Others had spent, one of them had spent over 30 years, you know, ministering in Indonesia, evangelism and church planting. And so they started a new ministry in the early 2000s called Indo Partners. And it was very innovative ministry and um, really partnering with uh, Indonesian church planting movements uh, to reach the unreached people groups in Indonesia. I guess I, I, should, I should be kind of careful how I talk about this. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, um, but just some awesome things uh, were developing. And so I, uh, as I left the church in 2013, um, they asked me to come and to serve as the CEO of Indo Partners. And just uh, God continues to bless that ministry. Um, after I left, it, it just continues to go on. Just really good people working. I mean, I mean that that's wonderful. Two 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 things jump out to me. One is how yesterday's students become today's trainers, you know, and yeah. and, and go on to to utilize the experience, the knowledge that they've been given in order to bless other people. And so it, it's not just sort of I teach you and then you do it and then it ends. It, it continues, you know. Service in Jesus Christ go the baton gets passed from one person to the next and and continues continues onwards so that, that that's wonderful just just hearing about how it's being being passed along but also just what you're saying you know with with this project how you know clearly you god used you in a very important way but that none of us are not irreplaceable you know that there there there's there's you know in a good way you know that there's someone out there who can continue on the mission you know so so these are wonderful stories of longevity and how um people's uh though the baton has been passed from from person to person so good for you john well thank you <laughs> <laughs> but then uh so then glory on africa um you know, there's a clue in the name. <laughs> so right. uh, t- tell us a bit more about that. Well, I'll, I'll just talk about Glory Honor first, because I was, I, I've been really struck um, by the end of uh, Revelation chapter 21. You know, a lot of times we look at Revelation 21 and it talks about no more tears and, you know, uh, eternity. What, what a wonderful thing it's going to be when God dwells among us, among his people. We are his people and he is our God. And then uh, at the end of that very first section, it says, I create all things new. And that's really something fantastic for us to look after, that, to, to look forward to, that God created everything beautiful and complete in the beginning. And he's going to recreate at, at the end of time, and we're going to be a part of that. But at the end of that chapter, it's, it's just a fascinating thing, I, I think. It says that uh, the kings of the earth will bring the glory and honor of their nations. And the word nations is really the word ethne, 
which can, can mean cultures or people groups or um, something of that sort, groups of people. Um, and so the kings of the earth will bring the glory and honor of their nations, of their ethne, into the new Jerusalem. And then it goes on and it says, but nothing, nothing unclean will enter there, only those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And as I've thought about that uh, over many years, it, it really com- uh, comes out to me that cultures are not going to disappear in eternity, but redeemed cultures are going to exist. And there's something beautiful in every culture uh, because God created us in his image. And it, so there, there, when, when we think of Africa, uh, often we think of Africa, we think of poverty and we think of, uh, we think of war and, you know, all of those things are, are true. And we think of, uh, uh, people that really can't help themselves. Um, but there's glory and there's honor because God has put the, his image in, 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 in the hearts and in the lives of the African people. And when they're, and when any of us are redeemed by, by, by Jesus Christ, and we're transformed, we become new creations, we begin to reflect, again, that glory of God. And so what we're, what we're bringing to our friends uh, in, in, in Africa, and particularly in, in Congo, is, is this concept that, um, you know, you are a beautiful people, and when Christ redeems you, when Christ redeems individuals, when he transforms a, a family life, when he transforms a whole community, that brings glory to God. There's a glory and there's an honor there, but it ultimately belongs back to God. And and we see in Revelation 21 that the glory and honor of the nations is presented to God as a as as an offering, really, of praise to Him. And so that's really uh, that's really what inspires us uh, to minister in training and in in serving in Congo. I mean, I, I do love the name, you know, just, just from your description, you know, I mean, in Christ, there is glory and there mm-hmm. is honor, isn't there? Regardless Absolutely. of who you are or where you are or what it is your vocation is or whether you're without a vocation, you know, it's just not the glory and the honor that we seek within the world, you know, to, to be sitting on a, on a throne or whatever, you know, so, uh, but that glory and that, and that, that honor, you know, and, and, and as I'm looking at your website as we speak, that glory and that honor comes through servitude to Christ. You know, well, first of all, it's given as a free gift from being a, a, a son, a daughter of Jesus Christ. It's it's not it's not something we we initially sort of earn. But however, you know, that glory and that honor for, honor comes to, to to fruit when people are serving other people. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I'm, I, again, I'm looking on your website and. Um, Last night I was drawn, uh, you know, as you were saying, to the uh, the Congo, you know, and um, but I, I, I'm not going to give the game away. You you tell us what sort of impact is Glory Honor Africa having? How how is Glory Honor Africa being the hands and feet of Jesus within the Congo? Well, let me preface that by saying one of our one of one of the important values that we have is partnership partnership with God's people that are already there. And uh, and so God has just given us tremendous partnership with uh, what's called the Église du Christ du Congo, which which is um, really French for the Church of Christ in Congo. But it's the National Protestant Church. It's an association of Protestant churches in, in Congo. And they have really opened the doors for us and they have uh, really helped us to focus on what they see the greatest need is, where we can contribute. And and then they they have tremendous convening power. So. 
um, we've we've been able to hit the ground running. And so we're our focus really is on local churches, local churches that um, where the people of the church are not there to build the kingdom of the church, but they're there to uh, pray on a regular basis, the, the Lord's Prayer, and particularly thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is, as it is in heaven, and then to live that out in the community. And so um, what's desperately needed in Congo is, is more and more churches that are not there to build themselves, but to really have a transforming presence in the community. Uh, as Jesus said, to let your light shine before men, in a, to let your light shine before others in such a way that they will see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So, you know, I can give some examples of uh, of some of the churches that we've seen uh, really transformed, and then that are planting new uh, holistic ministry transforming churches. And so, maybe I can maybe I can tell you about a church in, a, in an area called Lukula. And Lukula is, a, is an area in kind of lower Congo, not too far from the uh, Atlantic seacoast. By the way, just for your information, the Atlantic seacoast of Congo is about 20 miles long. It's, Congo is a huge country, but it just has this little coastline. So there's this town called Lukula. And it's right next to this gigantic forest. And so they call it the elephant town because there are lots of elephants that, that come around. Yeah. Well, the pastor of this church, Pastor Joel, is my hero. Uh, he has been to a number of our trainings and uh, on transformational uh, church planting. And he has really taken it to heart. His own church, uh, his own church has uh, uh, really organized themselves to be a transforming presence in their community. And so they do... About every six weeks, they do an agape meal, which is kind of like a potluck meal where they get together and bring food. But they're communion, about, communion. Oh, you know, yeah, as, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's fellowship time. But yeah. they always think of an agape meal, both internally for communion and for fellowship, but also externally. And so they always keep in mind the widows and the orphans mm. and the and the prisoners who are in their community. Okay. And so as they're sharing a meal with one another, they're also taking some of the meal out to the vulnerable in their own community. And I tell you, they're having a huge impact on that area of Lukula. But not only that, but they've already in the in the past four years seen uh, three new churches started out in surrounding areas. And not only that, but uh, Pastor Joel now has become a trainer and he goes to you know, a number of areas around that part of the country and is, is training other pastors in, in, in holistic and transformational church planting. So, you know, our, our impact is principally with pastors of existing churches who are then, you know, passing it on to their people. They're recruiting and, and identifying church planters, um, within their own church bodies and then they're training them up and sending them out. So. I've got a bunch of other examples like that, but I, I love Pastor Joel in Lukula. Well, <clears throat> examples are what, what we're after, you know, because it, <laughs> the, the stories really come to life. You know, when I, yeah. when I hear about uh, what people and organizations are doing, you know, it, it, it's wonderful. But then, you know, like when you see the photos, when you hear the, 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 the real life stories of how lives have been changed, you know, it really sort of hits me between the eyes and, and, and wakes me up, you know. Before you, you do give more stories, I do, uh, 
you know, just just love what you said about how um, the churches there are busy not trying to build up the name of their church, but the kingdom of God. Right. You know, and that sort of took me back. I'm like, well, John, this is nonsense. It's the same thing, you know, and I'm like, actually, no, it's not. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, know, (laughs) they're building up the kingdom, you know, or are they building up the church of Julian Gibb? You know, you know, so uh, my, my little church, you know, uh, so that, that, that's something that really hit me hard. You know, that we're, we're all, all who are on the knee to Christ, you know, all who profess Jesus as Lord are on the same team, yeah. you know. And so anyway, uh, thus endeth the sermon. Uh, tell us some more. Uh, I, I'm looking here. You have this uh, projects for um, uh, teenage mums. So tell us, oh. tell us a little bit more about that. So, you know, we, we, um, it, it, it is so clear to me that we are to be not only hearers of the word, but doers. And so we believe in glory, honor, Africa, that we need to be teaching by the sessions that we do, but also by, you know, example modeling. And, uh, we, we're not principally focused on doing projects, but we are doing a project in, in, in one area that we call coupe et couture, uh, cutting and sewing. And so it's a professional uh, sewing program. And so we have actually hand, hand-operated non-electric uh, sewing machines and 20, um, 20 moms each year enter this program. And it's a program to um, teach them the skill of tailoring. Huh. And these are, these are, these are moms um, of, of children that are either abandoned by their husbands or they've, you know, they're young women who have, become pregnant and the man isn't there but whatever it is you know they're 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 bound to live a life of poverty so we're giving them the opportunity to learn a skill that is highly sought after and uh, so we, we see about we see about 20 a year start but it's an 18 month program and and typically 10 actually finish the program each year and they get jobs you know so they're able to support their children and their children are, are able to go to school and and at the same time, this is hosted by some churches in that village area. And um, so the churches are, are collaborating. And, and some of these uh, young women and, and, and widows even that are part of this have come to faith in Christ and are now integrated into the life of the church. So uh, we're really proud of that program. So thank oh. you. Yeah, praise God. You know, Amen. You know, because as you're saying, you t- earlier, you've mentioned the word holistic a couple of yeah. times. I mean, what is holistic? What does it mean? It means that um, that God is concerned about every area of our, of our life. And, um, you know, I learned from Bob Moffat a long time ago that, um, you know, a, a real focus point is Luke 2.52, that Jesus himself, uh, even before he began ministry, grew in, in wisdom. Um, and in stature physically and in favor with God and in favor with man. So he grew socially in his social skills and he grew in his relationship with God, which always, that always puzzled me. How could Jesus, who's the eternal son of God grow in relationship to his father? And it, you know, Hebrews says that he learned obedience by the things that he suffered. So Jesus, uh, when the son of man became, uh, when the son of God became a man, he had to learn through experience how to, uh, walk with his father, how to obey his father. And he did it perfectly because he was without sin, but he still learned through experience. And so that's also the model for us to, um, for our own growth, 
for the growth of our children? How do we educate in all areas of life? But we also believe that uh, it's a model for churches to minister to the social needs, to the physical needs, to the spiritual needs. Mm. And um, what, what did I forget? I think I forgot one. <laughs> but we talk about the four areas of life. And so that's that's really holistic ministry. You know, I'm thinking of, I was just saying this, of, you know, the book of James, where it says, um, you know, don't don't just say, hey, you know, be fo- be warm and well-fed, you know, and yeah. do nothing about their needs, <clears throat> yeah. you know, but that holistic, you know, co- you know, spiritual and the physical. But this this is one that's, that's wonderful because they're able to, they're, they're being trained to therefore go and provide for themselves for the future. Absolutely. Yeah. So, well, good. Could I, could, I t- could I talk about one really hot, I mean, right now example? You can, but hold on. Okay. You're listening to The Kingdom and Its Stories. My name is Julian Gibb, and today we're blessed to have John Wood from Glory, Honor, Africa. And uh, John has been uh, sharing how they've been teaching holistic living, where people are being trained, or people are being taught, people are being cared for about the whole person, not just the spiritual, not just the physical, but but all, all about that person. John, back to you. Yeah, so a recent example in Eastern Congo, we, uh, a year ago, uh, it was in September of 2021, we did our first training in the Eastern, on the Eastern border area of Congo. And uh, one of the men who, uh, well, the man who really organized everything for us is the chaplain for the Protestant church in the province of North Kivu. His name is Pastor Marcel. Mm. Awesome man. We love him to death. He did all the setup for us. He learned, he learned really our training by heart, practically. But recently, there's been a resurgence of, um, uh, of, of, of a rebel movement in North Kivu. It's the M23 militia. Mm. And they've been taking over vast areas of uh, territory and, and it, north of the uh, provincial capital of, of Goma. Oh, they say that over 300,000 people have had to flee their homes and... Uh, and their livelihood and have taken up in refugee camps. This is just in the last couple of months, yeah. um, just outside of Goma. And um, so the pastors, the pastors have lost everything. So what pastor, what uh, Marcel is doing is he's going into those refugee camps and he's helping those pastors to realize that you may not have your church building right now, but you still have your congregations. So even as you're settling your own own family, you're still the pastor of these people. So these pastors are uh, assembling their congregations, and they're bringing back, uh, you know, congregational life within the, these refugee camps. The first thing to happen is they start choir practice, because choirs are so important in church, or in church life, especially in Eastern Congo. And so uh, that's a beautiful thing to see. But another thing that he found, and this is another project that we're doing, is Bibles for Village Pastors. Huh. Uh, many of those pastors fled, and they don't have a Bible anymore. And so we, we've been able to provide um, 26 pastors with Swahili, uh, Congolese Swahili Bibles. And, and so, um, you know, International aid organizations are helping with t- tents and food and things like that, but we're able to 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 fill that gap uh, so that these pastors can continue to to build up the people and edify them and teach them and and then he's done a uh, he's done a, a, a mini uh, training conference on holistic transformational church planting for these pastors. So, you know, the church buildings are gone, but the church isn't gone. The church is alive in those uh, refugee camps. So I. 
Pastor Marcel, another one of my heroes. <clears throat> I mean, th- th- this is uh, you know really giving me a, a good kick up the backside. You know, just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uncomfortable uh, yet necessary. You know, and and uh, so there's you know just how the the church buildings have gone, the Bibles have gone. And yet these people, you know, are, are seeking like with real, it sounds like real gusto, you know, with real determination to, to carry on praising God, to, to carry on serving one another, you know, in, in a uh, refugee tent, you know, and just, just, wow, you know, it, this, this is so encouraging. And, but, 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 but quickly, you know, tell, tell us about your website. How can people find more about you? The, the yeah, so. Our website is glory honor. Just those, 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 those two words together, no spaces or anything. Glory honor dot Africa. Africa is the extension. It's not dot net. It's not dot com. It's dot Africa. The glory honor dot Africa. And that's our website. And you'll find all the contact information there. Well, do, you know, just think if you're listening, you know, how is God calling you? to reach out and to serve. You know, we hear from our African brothers and sisters <clears throat> here in the Congo, how they are uh, striving on literally next to nothing and indeed spiritually thriving. So how is God calling me? How is God calling you? How has he equipped you? Whoever you are, wherever you are, go out and use the gift that God has given you in order to serve others so that you can be transformed into a more Christ-like image through the process. John, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Julian. Jesus defines discipleship as come and follow me. Next Monday at 5.30 p.m. on Faith Talk 1360, we'll hear another testimonial from a leader demonstrating how they and the people of the church are sacrificially loving the needy and beginning to see real change in their communities. If you have a personal example of how you are being the hands and feet of Jesus with your neighbors, we'd love to hear from you. Enter your story at harvestfoundation.org. That's harvestfoundation.org on the Contact Us tab. You can also subscribe to the podcast on The Kingdom and Its Stories on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.